Welcome to the MPYA podcast. MPYA is a gathering designed specifically for young adults. In this podcast, you'll hear messages from our gatherings as well as conversations that we hope will help you navigate these defining years of your life. We hope you'll join us as we explore practical ways we can follow Jesus in our everyday lives. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at North Point Young Adults and subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear. But with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, podcast world? We are back. Hello. Hi. Hello, hello. Clay, Allie, Nathan, we're all here, back from break. It's been a while. It's been a minute, at least a month. Yeah. Right? Gotta get the rust off. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's hard to talk to other people. <laughs> we haven't yeah. been doing that for I've a month. Never, I haven't spoken to you guys since the last no. one. <laughs> right. Nothing exciting has happened. We've barely talked to each other. Uh, no, but seriously, what has been going on over the break? Anything? Any big news? I have some big news. Come on. I quit my day job. Nice. And now I'm just a mom full time. Yeah. That sounds amazing. And it's been wonderful. (laughs) I think by quitting, you mean retired. I retired. That's what I meant. That's what I've been telling people. Because quitting feels so like, ooh, aggressive. Like you just bowed out. Yeah. But retiring is like, I am no longer working here. Because I'm working. Well, no, at you home. just changed jobs. Working. No, I did. That's exactly right. But but I already had this one. I honestly job, think that. <laughs> so I had two jobs and I left one job to give more time to my right. other job, which is my. And I honestly, baby child. the more that I've watched it and seen it, I think this job might be harder than your. Wow. Oh, oh on it. Okay, it I is. I believe it. Yeah. Listen, the amount of focus and presence that I have to have the whole day. Yeah. Because she needs my attention the entire day. Uh, And when I was at a job, you know, I could walk to the break room by myself (laughs) or just have a conversation that has nothing to do with anything or like zone out on my computer. None of those things. Now I'm just like full focused on this. Haven demands all your attention at all times. Right. Literally. She does. She doesn't stop moving. If she's not sleeping or eating, she is on the move. She's going somewhere. And I've and probably doing something dangerous. Yeah. I've realized I get a post-nap depression when she wakes up from her nap. <laughs> and I've got like four hours left until Clay gets home. I'm like, Please. okay. But I, I love it. Like Clay, I really do. I love it. I'm So everyone listening happy. should go be a parent. Uh, <laughs> this is what... It's amazing. No, it's been really sweet, and she's doing something new every day, and I'm not missing anything, which That's I really true. like. Yeah, good. Season. She's really fun. You can't get it back. That's what people tell me. I love seeing her in the morning and at night. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'm like bye, Clay. See you later. I'll just Facetime him in the middle of the day and be like, "Wait, what are you guys doing?" And every time she sees me, she's excited. It, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. A little pace. Heart grows fonder. Yeah, distance I just, makes the heart exactly, grow fonder. Exactly. I just love her more and more every time I see her. Sweet. Yeah. Talking about me, right? Yeah, both of you. Yeah. <laughs> My girls. Thank Nathan. you. Yeah, what about you? You have anything? We are joining the parent club. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> Big news. Yeah, we're reversing the trend, though. We're having a boy. Yeah. So. I'm, yeah, that is big. I've been surrounded by people having girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm and, about to be an uncle twice, and they're both girls. Yeah. And Aisha's family is all girls, and so we were yeah. fully prepared for a girl. And it's a boy. That's and I'm so sweet. So stoked. I love so that. July, we will learn all about parenting. Hey, if you need have any questions, yeah. Clay knows it all. <laughs> That's right. Direct your questions yeah. to him. 
Clay, do you have any updates? No, not really. Uh, I'd say my life is about as like it was before. Uh, we took a little break. Mm-hmm. Um, what have we done? We uh, vacationed a little, kind of. Yeah, rested. we went on we a rested. retreat. Yeah. Yeah, wind shape. Yeah. To wind shape. Christmas. Shout out. Yep. It's been good. Some Just some chill time. But I'm glad to be back. Excited for a retreat next weekend. Mm-hmm. This weekend. This weekend. Tomorrow. We just literally <laughs> stay retreating. It's tomorrow. At this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of retreat and all the things going on, we are in the midst of 21 days of prayer. Um, we're, mm-hmm. Yep. And we're uh, just really focused on that right now. And we're praying for retreat. We're praying for this year, praying for a lot of things going on. Um, and we talk a lot about prayer. Um, but the question is, I think that maybe a lot of people are asking is why do we need a life of prayer or how do we build a life of prayer? How do we get to that place? I think it's um, so easy and we would all agree that we should be praying more. It's something that we want to go into the new year uh, doing more often. And we like to commit to that or make it a goal. Uh, But it's much more difficult to actually make it a habit, make it a part of our life, something that we're doing over and over again. Although, we believe in the power of it. I think it is still just so difficult to uh, actually make it a big portion of our life. And so I just wanted to spend some time talking about prayer. Um, I think it would be helpful to get the why behind it, because the more we learn about prayer, the more uh, we talk about it and understand how powerful it is, I believe the more likely we are to actually uh, begin to put it into our lives and make it a bigger part of our lives. So just wanted to talk about uh, the why behind it and yeah, how Good. to kind of begin well, to do that. It's interesting. You said we believe in the power of it, which I agree. But I, I think that a big problem and the reason that we don't create a life around prayer is because we don't actually understand the power of it. Right. Because if we truly understood, myself included, what prayer does in like the spiritual atmosphere and mm. what prayer does to actually change lives and renew hearts and the actual power of prayer, we would be doing it constantly. Yeah, a whole lot more. And so I think for anyone who's like, oh, I want to pray more, it starts with, okay, do you believe that what James says is true, that the that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective? Right. Because I think we walk around and we pray prayers like we don't believe that. So true. Um, totally. So yeah. powerful <laughs> and effective. Yeah, to your point, I think we also don't understand who we have access to yeah. a lot of times. And I think that is uh, a big part of it just in thinking about imagining, man, we want to change the world. We want to make the world a better place. We want good to come into the world. And we can sit here and imagine, man, what if I just had access to the president of the United States or like someone who could actually change things in my world for me right now, but we don't equate the same weight to God, to the fact that we can access him at any moment. We have direct access to the person who can create change right now, and we don't treat him that way a lot of times, that he could change something in our lives currently. Um, So I, I think just reminding ourselves that we do have access to someone who can actually uh, change the game for Mm -hmm. us. Yeah. I thought, um, we did the uh, prayer course back in the fall, going through Practicing the Way and John Mark Homer's stuff. And that four-week course was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I recommend it to everyone. 
But one of the things that he says, he quotes Robert Muholland, and he says, generally us as Christians, especially in the Western church, we view prayer as worrying in God's general direction. <laughs> and it's like, oh, of course I pray. You know, yeah. I spend that time is in so prayer. good. And yeah. we're literally, it's just we're worrying, but we kind of like generally. We're just like, take this like, from me. Here. It's like in the same stratosphere it. towards God. Yeah. And that counts as prayer to us. Mm. Yeah. And man. That's modern day prayer. How convicting was that to me? You know, yeah. like I think we are really, really, really not good at being intentional in prayer. Yep. And not just like this worry that's generally directed towards God. Yeah, but I think I think about the passage that says, "Cast your cares." Totally, you know, because He cares. That's a modified version. So I think that's where we get that. It's like, oh Lord, take this, take that. Because I think I don't think that's wrong, but I think if that's your entire prayer life, then you're missing out on so much goodness and connection and. So what would you say to the person that's like, wait, I thought that's what prayer was. Just like, I don't want to worry about this. I'm going to let go and let God, you know? So. (laughs) Well, I I think the way I um, view that is like most of the times when I'm worrying, I'm not actually casting it towards God. I'm just sitting in it. Mm. And like worrying to me is my mind racing and spending time on something that I cannot control the outcome of or I cannot change because it's in the past or it's in the future and I can't control the outcome. But to me, I can do that and just sit in it and my mind spins over and over and I go nowhere and then I just kind of like throw it on God Yeah. versus like, hey, here's this legit worry in my hands, Mm -hmm. Jesus, and I'm placing it in your hands. It's more of an offensive thing than just a, a rut that I'm sitting in, Yeah, you know? Totally. So what else is there in prayer? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot. I, I would start with, I, I think the prayer that we most often use is intercessory, where we are taking our thoughts and the things that we want, our desires, and we're placing them before God and we're asking him to intercede on our behalf or on other people's behalf. Um, so yeah, I think there's intercessory. What else is there? I mean, praise, adoration, yeah, confession, thanksgiving, yeah, um, repentance, totally yeah. lament. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of different aspects to it. Um, I've been reading this book on prayer by Ian Bounds, and he's like the saint of prayer. I feel like he's such a beast. Um, but he had this quote. Uh, It says, prayer honors God, acknowledges his being, exalts his power, adores his providence, secures his aid. Mm. And so I think there's just these elements to prayer that we should try and implement as we pray each time. I remember growing up learning very early on, obviously, the Lord's Prayer uh, and how that is kind of an outline for our prayer life. And I, from the very beginning, now in my personal prayer life, I feel like I follow that outline to a T. It's not always, I'm not just reciting it and saying the Lord's Prayer over and over again, although that is a great thing to do. You can do that three or four times a day. Monks used to do that back in the day, but they probably still do. But I think it does give you an outline. It's uh, how it be thy name. So you're worshiping, you're 
adoring him, exalting him. And you can put that into your own words, however you want to, just declaring the glory of who he is. And then it's, uh, what's next? How be thy name? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So it's inviting God's kingdom to come into the world, uh, praying that his will would be done, not our own. Uh, what is it? Give us our daily bread. Yeah, looking for his provision. Just like, I don't know, starting to put that into your life and your situation, um, I think was, has been super helpful for me. Will you say, say those things again from the book? Yeah, prayer honors God, acknowledges his being, exalts his power, adores his providence, and secures his aid. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, um, kind of along with the Lord's Prayer, which these elements are in that, but an easy acronym that I grew up learning and it still sticks to me today is ACTS. Mm. A-C-T-S. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. I learned pray. Yeah. Praise, repent, ask, yield. Totally, totally. Yeah, I mean, both of those are great. Um, But I think for us generally, prayer is purely supplication or asking or, you know, intercessory, which all of those things are amazing. But we miss out on so much more when we skip adoration and confession that's really hard Mm -hmm. and thanksgiving Mm -hmm. um and it turns into prayer is like our last resort when something is happening in our life it's like our 911 ems call Mm -hmm. and god's like no i want this to be a conversation with me daily because we have a relationship and it goes way beyond your laundry list of things that you want me to complete right yeah you know Okay, question about that, though. So we say that, like, oh, if you want to get closer to God, just like you get closer to anybody, have conversations, like, do that. But when I think about, okay, so we need to treat God like he's, you know, a person and getting to know him, but then we have these formulas to talk to him. Mm. I feel like if Clay only spoke to me in a formula, (laughs) I would be like, hey, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, this is... This is a relationship. So I know that there's a balance there because, yes, of course you can use this formula because even going back to me and Clay, Clay and I will have a family meeting now once a week and we do have like, okay, we're going to hit this, we're going to hit this, we're going to hit this. And it ultimately does bring us together because these are the things that we need to discuss, that we need to go there with. But we don't have to necessarily stay in a formula. Totally. Because the closer that you get with someone, the less formulaic, the less like, mm, yeah. oh, in my head I am. So I do think. I think the formula is a starting place. Yeah. And it, it begins to shape and rewire your brain and help you figure out, okay, this is what this kind of looks like. This is where we're headed. I don't know. It, it kind of puts the right framework into your life. But once you've kind of got the framework over time, you stop thinking about the framework. Yeah. And that just becomes a part of your rhythm as you're talking and praying. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not really thinking about it. Yeah. But yeah, all of a sudden you're just adoring God for who he is, but you're not like, oh, I have to hit that yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, the P in pray. Exactly. Praise. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, and yeah. It's, yeah. And I just think about even going back to the relationship, I think thinking about prayer as a relationship is the key. Yeah. And just in even thinking about you and I, I mean, if I just constantly came to you and asked you for things, never affirmed you, right. never... I'd be so sad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think just, yeah, it's always helpful, in my opinion, to place God into uh, 
a, a relationship and not just some being who mm-hmm. is out there. Yeah, and I think, you know, you think about or what I kind of view, there's a new level um, of friendship or a true test of friendship is when you're in a car with someone and you see how long you can go without speaking <laughs> and it not be awkward. Yeah. You know? Totally. And it's like if it's 30 seconds, then you're probably not the best of friends mm-hmm. and you just like start talking about the weather. But with like prayer is the same way. I think we get we need to exercise prayer in a way where we get to a point where we can just sit mm. and receive his love and mercy and grace mm. and just reflect on that and like wholeheartedly be present in the moment mm-hmm. and feel that. And it, it doesn't need to be a monologue from us. Not ask for anything. Exactly. And I think, man, that and that's hard for me. Totally. But it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, I feel like that is when you really start to develop in your prayer life and is a big part of your spiritual formation when you can sit and listen rather than talk, sure. to your point. Um, and it may feel really dumb, like you're just <laughs> listening to nothing or like nothing's happening around you, but I do think God speaks um, through that. Mm-hmm. So just being willing to contemplate his goodness, who he is, wait for him. Um, yeah, even in the – maybe you feel awkward doing it, but I believe that is how we truly begin to um, discern God's will for our lives and listen to what he has Yeah, to I think it was a 60 Minutes interview they did or something with Mother Teresa. Mm. And yep. they asked, like, when you pray, what do you say? Yeah. You know, because <laughs> she's like this yep. yeah. just huge figure. And she's like – I don't say anything. Yep. I listen. Yep. <laughs> and she just sits that's so cool. present. And honestly, that's harder than showing up with a list of oh yeah things that we want God to do for us. Yep. Well, in the culture we live in is like fast, go, go, yeah, go. Exactly. Like even our personal relationships, sometimes we view them as like, okay, I need this from you. What do you need from me? Okay, let's go. And it's... That is the opposite with our relationship with God. He, like, we hear him the most in the slow and in the patience and in the quiet and in the stillness. And it's, we have to be intentional to go there because we're not just going to find ourselves there in a a day, you know? Yeah, and I think a lot of people feel like there's so much to get done and prayer feels like a waste of time. Yeah. A lot oh, yeah. of times. What's that book, uh, Too Busy Not to Pray? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and also it's like it feels like a waste of time a lot of times, but also at the same time it takes energy mm-hmm. and it takes yeah, yeah. like effort. Intention. Yeah. Paul calls it striving uh, or an agony in Romans fifteen thirty, <laughs> Or with Jacob, I was just reading in Genesis, like they consider that part a, a wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah, with God or in prayer. Mm-hmm. And so there is this – it takes something out of you, and yet we also kind of see it as it's not really doing anything for me right. a lot of times. And it is hard. Like, I mean, yesterday I put Haven down for a nap, and I had this laundry list of things to do, but I hadn't spent time praying yet. Yeah. And in my head it's like I need – I for my soul, like I'd been worrying extra that day, and there's been extra lies in my head that day. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, I need to go spend time with Jesus. But I – I'll be honest, it was like a, I thought about it. It was like a, or, but I really need to go do this and I really need to get this done. 
And it was like a wrestle to even decide. And I like am consistent in that. And usually like that's not always hard for me. But yesterday I was like, no, I'm putting a stake in the ground. I'm spending time with Jesus before I do all these things. And then I didn't get to do any of those things, you know, so it's not. There has to be intentionality there. It's a choice for mm-hmm. you to wake up earlier yeah. or go to bed later or carve yeah. out time or set a boundary. You're not going to just accidentally fall into a really strong, consistent prayer life. You're just yeah. not. Well, we have an enemy. <laughs> right. right. And he, his number one goal is to keep us away from the Father. 100%. And Literally. keep us busy and yep. keep us distracted. And I was thinking about, I've been reading Wild at Heart. Mm-hmm. Um again, and it's been amazing. But uh, one of the things it talks about in there is how often we forget we're in a spiritual battle. So true. And if we just came to mind every day that we are in a spiritual battle and there's unseen forces all around us that's more real than anything that we see physically, then prayer would be our number one defense. So true. You know? We would spend half of our day. A (laughs) hundred percent. Yeah. And so I think just having that reminder in our brain, like there is a spiritual battle going around us. And pretty much the only thing we can do is pray. Is That's pray. our weapon. <laughs> That's it. That's what we got. Yeah. You know? Uh, so how, what are some rhythms that y'all have in your life? How, where are you? Where do you want to be? How'd you get here? Like what can the people do? If they're like, no, I'm busy. I can't. Yeah. What do we do? Uh, I, I would say we're go- my wife and I are going through uh, prayer right now with our small group, and we just started the first week. But the first week, it's all about liturgies, mm. which are, you know, a lot of times seen as like old-fashioned or not super common today. But they have been beautiful, mm. diving into liturgies. And just a lot of times, too, it can be really hard to find the words to pray because of— you know, you're busy, you're distracted, you just don't know where to start. Or it's like the dark night of the soul. Yep. And you are just angry with God or really reluctant to come to him. Liturgies can bring that framework to you. And um, Comer, Comer has this quote that liturgies can be— sca- Our friend Comer. Yeah. That <laughs> liturgies can be scaffolding— for building a temple of the Holy Spirit in our mm. body. That's good. And so it kind of brings that framework. And I, and just for the people, I mean, we could clarify what a liturgy totally. is. But also I would say, and Comer talks about this a lot, but one of a, an easy liturgy that everyone has in front of them is just to pray through the Psalms. Yeah. Totally. If you just open those up, like they are meant to be prayers yes. calling out to God. That's great. And a lot of times for me in the morning, it's like, man, I just— don't, I yeah. can't think a lot right now. I don't. I got a lot going on. 100%. I'm just going to open the Psalms and let's see what. Yeah. yeah. Or, or the Lord's Prayer. Yep. It's Another a, one. It's a great liturgy. Yep. Or uh, we found this life hack. Uh, Every moment holy, which is an yep. amazing book of Love liturgies. It. It's on Spotify, and uh, you I get know that. you get six hours of free audiobooks a month. Okay. Yeah. With your subscription, yeah. So you can listen to liturgies on the way to work or yep. when you're showering. I, and that one's awesome because whatever. it's like little. Every day, yes. things. Yeah. It, it's like here's a liturgy for changing diapers. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> there was like a liturgy for preparing a meal, liturgy yeah. for preparing a hurried meal, yeah, liturgy for, for preparing an artisan. Yeah. All meal. of the things I need a liturgy for. <laughs> liturgy for looking uh, at the stars. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's a great life hack. But liturgies really have been helpful in just a sense of providing some scaffolding. That's great. Outside of your normal prayer rhythm. Yeah. You know. 
Um, and I think Ortberg has that kind of phenomenon idea of training versus trying. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes yep. in our spiritual journey, we just try harder. Yep. And especially with our prayer life, it's like, I'm going to try harder to pray. Yep. And we need to put practices, like you're saying, Allie, into our life that we're training mm-hmm. and not just trying in that general direction. Yeah. So having some sort of rhythm. Totally. Um, is super helpful. Yeah, I think the biggest one for me, and and I I think this is training for a lot of people, but and it, and maybe it, it doesn't work this way for everyone. I I know it's a more difficult for Allie than it is for me, but for me, the biggest help in my prayer life is just training myself to go to sleep at a good time and wake up early yeah. so that I get that time in early morning with God. And I do think there's something spiritual to that because it's what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. He would wake up early morning and go and pray. And so I don't know. I have found personally that when I do that, uh, my entire atmosphere, my entire life shifts um, because I am first thing in the morning uh, going to spend time with God. Um and so praying in the morning has been huge, like first thing. Yeah. I think not looking at my phone first thing, mm-hmm. huge for my prayer life. I'm huge so for bad at that. My life in general. I'm also bad at that. Every morning, Clay is great at this yeah, stuff. I'm and I'm like, well. Okay. Literally, I plug my phone in in the kitchen at night so that I don't look at it until I am done with all quiet time. Mm-hmm. And like, your, I'm walking out the door. Your house is going to be so big in heaven. I know. And I'm going to be in because like, I no, no, no. We're not going to be able to live together. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. his house and I am like, well, no. sorry. No, I think I'm just, it's just better. I've it found. Oh, my totally. Um, and I've seen a difference in him. I've learned to protect his morning. Totally. Yeah. Truly. I've learned because I... I'm a little I I I thrive in less consistency. I feel like I have like four smaller quiet times throughout my yeah. entire day and Clay needs his big chunk in the morning. Well, it's and it's when one when Haven came along it shifted because it I'm, I kid you not when for a second there Haven would wake up as soon as I would wake Haven up. Haven has a spiritual gift Literally. of waking up as soon as Clay <laughs> wakes up. And I would be like this is frustrating. Um so now I've just continued to have to push up <laughs> my time. He that wakes I'm waking up at up. 3 a.m. Right. Yeah. Uh, like so make sure I get it. Yeah, literally. Actually, it's 24 hour prayer. Yeah. Uh, but that's a great no, point just kidding. for real, though, because I think one of the biggest pushbacks, and, you know, I use this and I know other young adults do as well. Like, well, this season's just kind of crazy and my schedule has gotten thrown off ever since graduation. And when I was in college, like, I had my schedule mm-hmm. worked out and I went to class at 10. Yep. And now I got to wake up at, five to go to the gym and then shower and go to, you know, sit in traffic to go to work. And so I think, like you're saying, Allie, don't let that be an excuse from missing time with our father. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And do whatever it takes, like stay up later. If night works for you, let it work for you. Yeah, it becomes a priority. If after dinner works for you, let it work for you, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, It's just finding that specific yeah. time and it might change on a week to week basis but being consistent in that rhythm. And I do think it's a uh, that's what we're talk kind of that's how we started the podcast but talking about building a life of prayer. Yeah. And I think that's something that's super helpful too is yes, I set aside time for me, that's what I need. I try to pray with Allie at night. That was a big goal for me yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. But building a life of prayer means it's constantly constant conversation, constantly trying to figure out little times throughout your day where you can 
implement it. It doesn't always have to be set aside. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, while I'm making coffee or doing something throughout the day, it's like I can thank God for three things right now mm-hmm. yeah. and just kind of make it a habit throughout your day. Constant conversation yeah. um, that's just kind of going on. Yeah. When I was in college, I had, I tried to do this when Clay and I got married, but it didn't really work out. I wrote prayers in the specific places I knew I was going to be each day. Mm. So I had like a little prayer on my mirror for when I was brushing my teeth for something specific. And then I had a prayer where my coffee cups were while I was making coffee for something specific and a prayer by my bed. Like I put little note cards around my entire room and every morning when I was just going through, like, I have to brush my teeth. I'm going to make coffee. It was like, oh, I'm going to stop and pray this prayer really yeah. fast. Oh, I'm going to stop over here and pray That's this good. prayer really fast. And that was a way for my less, you know, I'm not a structured brain to kind of be intentional about like, oh, I'm going to stop now and pray. Oh, I'm going to stop now and pray. Oh, I'm going to stop now and pray. And that was really helpful for me for a long time. Um Clay didn't love my note cards scattered around our entire house. Uh, so, you know. But it worked. My it worked for a season. <laughs> neat freak spirit is ruining Allie's prayer life, essentially. No. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I think one of the beautiful, most beautiful things about prayer, though, is, man, you like you said in James, like your prayers are effective mm-hmm. of a righteous person. And, man, when you see... Something you've been praying for Ugh. come to pass. That's so good. And it might This is what will keep you praying. And it might not look exactly what you thought. Chances are it probably is a little bit different, but it's probably better. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yep. It is so beautiful. Yep. And it's not just the result, but it's the process that's that right. gets to the result mm-hmm. and, and the relationship that's built through that. And Man, it's the most powerful tool we have as human beings. I agree. Yeah, I think as your life, as you continue to build your life around that and see prayers answered, you just continually grow closer and closer to God. And I think uh, also Ian Bounds talks about this too, that your prayer life and and a holy life are combined. Mm -hmm. They go, they rise and fall together. Mm -hmm. So the more you pray, the more you're growing in holiness and the less you pray the less you're growing in holiness. And so I think, yeah, prayer as a way of life is just so important with our relationship with God, uh, how we view God, how we see him. Um, and so I just think it should be a priority and it's worth it to build your life around yeah. prayer. Especially yeah. starting out this year. Yeah. You know, it's really easy to set goals and resolutions and gym habits and yep. X, Y, Z, work goals, career goals. But none of that will matter if prayer isn't the center of it all. That's right. 2024 is the year of prayer. Prayer's in. Let's make it Prayer's in. What's your in? Prayer. (laughs) What's out? Distraction. Everything else. Hands in. (laughs) Three, two, one. Prayer. Prayer. (laughs) Love it. 2024. Good episode. See you next time. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the NPYA podcast. To learn more about us, you can follow us on social media at North Point Young Adults or head to our website, northpoint.org slash youngadults. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss one. See y'all next time.